And welcome to another episode of Channel KRT. My name is Randy Martin, and ladies and gentlemen, the Remembrance. (laughs) (laughs) Sing a song that's owned by Warner Brothers. I'm Tyler Green, and I am 100% ready for this tribute to all of Walt Disney World, but mostly the American Adventure. <laughs> I'm Kate Quinn, and I've been to Walt Disney World as many times as this special is actually about Walt Disney World. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go someday, don't worry. And today we have a special guest on this episode. You know him from Rope Drop Chris. You know him from No Context Disney Specials. Ladies and gentlemen, the Remembrance. (laughs) I mean, Krista Flitch. (laughs) I honestly, I'd much rather be Weezer at this point, so. (laughs) I want to be Weezer, but spiritually, I will always be Jellyfish. And that's okay. All right, so Chris, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's so funny that, like, when you guys reached out for this specific special. Um, yeah, yeah. Because this is, like, this is my favorite special. Like, this is this is it for me. Like, when people talk to me about, like, what's that weird thing you do on Twitter? I show them this special. It's like, this is where it all started <laughs> for me, was this specific thing right here. So I cannot tell you how perfect it is that I'm yeah. jumping on to talk about this. <laughs> I, I am so glad that we get to talk about the enigma that is Ross Mallinger's haircut. <laughs> I am 90% sure that he is more hair than he is child. <laughs> so we are finally talking about something theme park adjacent. We are talking about the 1996 Walt Disney World Earth Day special. So before we get into that, what is everybody's relationships with the park? Oh, boy um i have a theme park twitter about it so that that kind of is the beginning and end of all of it oh yeah (laughs) i'm a nerd i love it all um and uh, my favorite things are just everything that's weird about them and i think this special kind of does that while simultaneously not doing that because they don't talk about the parks at all nope this special about how to conserve energy has no mention of the land pavilion universe of energy or the then-to-be-coming-soon Disney's Animal Kingdom. The only shots that we get are the overhead shots of, like, when they're going to the Remembrance. And that's the only thing you see that's like, oh, that's related to the parks. <laughs> yeah, you can see, like, Horizons and the Universe of Energy on the right-hand side, and that's about it. But there's no fucking mention of it at all, especially considering one of the stars of those rides is in this special. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's surprising how little Bill Nye is in this as well, considering just like someone said this in in their group chat beforehand, how it's basically just a Bill Nye special. (laughs) Yeah, that was me. One thing I love about Bill Nye's existence on this special is you can see the direct evolution on his emotions towards environmental issues, because here, you know, he's like all goofy and happy about it, and it can take just one person to change. We got this. And then Two decades later, he says, By the end of this century, if emissions keep rising, the average temperature on Earth could go up another four to eight degrees. What I'm saying is the planet's on fucking fire. There are a lot of things we could do to put it out. Are any of them free? No, of course not. Nothing's free, you idiots. Grow the fuck up. You're not children anymore. I didn't mind explaining photosynthesis to you when you were 12, but you're adults now, and this is an actual crisis. Got it? Safety glasses off, motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell even at the time, he just so badly wanted to swear up like, no, it's the fucking oil companies. It's not us who needs to save the planet. It's their goddamn fault. Oh my God, stop telling kids this blatant propaganda. Yeah, again, not to discount anything that this special is doing, but also like... It, that's kind of the overshadowing thing about yeah. it is like there's just it's just a corporation talking about how to how one person can make a salad dressing cleaning for their window and that's going to solve everything. It's like is it, is, it, is, it, is it no Bill Nye? I put in a fluorescent light bulb and I turned the water off while brushing my teeth. An oil truck just dumped literally like a thousand gallons of oil into the Pacific Ocean. And everything is okay. 
Hawaii's water is poisoned. One important detail I, I left out about the universe of energy at that point. This was also the ride where Bill Nine, Ellen DeGeneres, kept hawking for clean coal at this yep. point. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that aged. It's when they're in the helicopter, right? And they're just like talking about it's like everything's okay and coal is clean. It's like no. What about global warming? It's a hot topic with lots of questions. It's one of the big reasons scientists are working on ways to burn fuels like coal more efficiently than ever. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. And I gotta be honest, I would not know that if not for the AV Club article on that because I never gave a shit about the universe of energy. Never been in it. Never even went to see it for the dinosaurs. You know, it's funny. Universe of energy is, it's one of those rides where it was always a like once every other trip for me like yeah. i was very lucky that i got down to disney when i was a kid pretty often and like it was it was just one of those things that was like oh we did it last time we'll do it again next time and then just never did it unless it was like just a handful of times yeah getting into my history real quick my first trip to disney which was during the uh happiest celebration on earth uh Ooh. this was during sort of like a transitional period for disney where they were still had some of the stuff from the 90s but you know they were starting to phase it out. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky to ride the hydrolators at the original Living Seas at least <sighs> once. I'm jealous. How does it feel to live my dream? Damn <laughs> it, Tyler. You got to live all our dreams. I, I can't I can't even say I rode Horizons either. And well for what it's worth, I more than likely missed out on the Adventures in Wonderland exhibit that they still had their spaceship birth at the time? I don't know. Oh, man. That was a period where Epcot was kind of confused as to what it wanted to be. You know, they were they still had everything pre-Synergy. I mm-hmm. never got to go into uh, Wonders of Life. I know that was still open, but... You didn't get to see the sex movie! <laughs> no, I didn't! The Martin Short sex movie, my favorite. Another regret of mine. Um, when I was last there in 2017, um, I was there during the food and wine festival and mm-hmm. HGTV was still housing their uh, food and wine thing in the wonders of life. And I was yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe I could pass the time and go in there for a few minutes. But you know, since I'm there with my aunt, she, w- we want to do like other stuff and whatnot. I didn't go in and I am still kicking myself for that to this day. Tyler, <laughs> you had a chance to pull an Adam the woo and you didn't. <laughs> oh no. Well, oh, no. no, here's the thing. Tyler, the Wook is on adventures for you. <laughs> I like not being banned from my favorite places on Earth, Randy. <laughs> That's what happens when you stare the rock in the face. You know, you just get banned from your favorite park. I will say I did see Captain EO in 2010 and it gave me sensory overload. So, you know, that happened to me in addition. I just kind of, I saw it in 2012. Yeah. And as soon as they broke out in the dance, I just, I just couldn't. I had to walk out. I just... It was just, it was just too much. That's the thing. I couldn't walk out because when I saw it and I knew like they were going to be doing the things under the seat that like tickle your feet or whatnot, I had to go in the fucking full fetal position on my seat to make sure that Mm -hmm. didn't happen. Yeah. I do that too with the, uh, the bugs life, you know, the, the, was it the bugs in the back, the back seat. Anytime I go in there, I can't do that. (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck that. I've never done it. I've amazingly talked my aunt out of doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't talk her out of Stitch's Great Escape, which oh. to this day, even she says that was the worst attraction she's ever yeah. done. Valid. You know, that ride is, oh, that's a whole beast. I love Stitch as a person. But hey, maybe, you know, whatever chili dogs you were coughing up into the air did less damage than this special did. So I repressed the chili dog smell entirely. <laughs> because when I, the first and only time I went on that ride when I was 10, I was sobbing my fucking eyes out. Aww. Oh no. And this is coming from someone who is, a big fucking alien encounter lover mm-hmm. from start to finish. I I can just wax poetic about that all day while, you know, admitting I would never go on That's it. Valid. <laughs> I kind of lucked out because on my last trip, Stitch's Great Escape was closed. Oh, thank God. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so I have never been to Walt Disney World, like I said, so I have no connection to Walt Disney World, unfortunately. But I have watched quite a few videos on it, so I'm always checking off things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to ride that someday. I'm going to ride that someday. I am totally not still kicking myself for never being able to ride the great movie ride. What are you talking about? Oh. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you still got to go to Disneyland. It's close enough. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it oh. is an honor that I get to say that 
I've ridden an extinct attraction. Oh, I've ridden a couple. Well, I've I've ridden yeah. two because uh, Living Seas. Well, that wasn't really much of an that didn't really have the, the Omnicore yeah. at the time, but it had like the weird uh, pre-show. Mm-hmm. I rode, yeah, I rode the great movie ride. I just remembered Maelstrom. I've mm-hmm. seen several extinct shows. Uh, the the one I missed the most being Spectro Magic, as I've established before. <gasps> oh, Don't get heart. me started on that. Oh Ricky. my god. Bring him back. It's what Walt would have wanted, even though he was dead for 30 years. <laughs> there was no reason to leave it to rot in the fucking Florida elements. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. No more. This is what Walt would have wanted. From now on, we're judging D- <laughs> Disney's decisions based on, is this what Eisner would have wanted? <laughs> I was, I, Thank you. I've been doing that for the last decade. I don't know what y'all are on about. Yeah. Bring back Spectral Magic is what Michael <laughs> Eisner would have wanted. Thank you. Bring back Superstar Limo permanently. And the best part, Michael Eisner isn't dead. So we can just ask him, hey, would you have wanted this? <laughs> well, yeah, we need to ask Breck because he he was the one pulling yes. the as we all know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, hail Breck, baby. All hail Praise Breck. Breck. Hail Breck. <laughs> Breck, thank you for being an edgy 14-year-old that hates everything <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. If not for him, we would not have Star Tours and, by yep. default, Galaxy's Edge. We wouldn't have anything cool at Disney, let's face it. Yes. I think you could legitimately make the argument that if Breck Eisner did not walk through that ride, like, there would not be thrill rides. Like, Cosmic Rewind would not be built right now. You yeah. Know? Like, Tower of Terror would not have been built. Like, there's just so many, like, through lines that's like, oh. Splash Mountain. For better or worse. California Screaming. Oh, my God. Rock and Roller Coaster. Rock and Roller Coaster. I will admit I'm a slight apologist for early DCA only because I have so much nostalgia for it. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, that's, and that's fair. absolutely fair. I was also very lucky to get to early DCA, my first Disneyland trip when I was very young. So early DCA is like very, very permanently etched in my mind is the perfect area. Same. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of our mutual love for Disney and the theme parks comes from a lot of the really garish out there designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It really surprises me that not a lot of people really went for DCA 1.0. I mean, I get it with the attractions and stuff. It's disappointing, but yeah. at the same time, when MGM Studios opened, you had the great movie ride, the backlot tour, and that was mm-hmm. it. Exactly. I- and to this day, it's still arguably a half-day park. Yeah, I said it. I fucking said it. Come at me, Diz Twitter. <laughs> Real quick, I'd like to welcome our fourth guest of the show, a crow. Huzzah. <laughs> How you doing, crow? So, so, uh, so, Mr. Crow, what's your uh, history with the Disney parks? I like shitting on it. <laughs> I, I, I see. Uh, you ate out of the trash cans. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that for you. Well, thank you. It was great having you on, and uh, I hope you find uh, plenty more bugs to eat. <laughs> Huzzah! All right, so Randy, what's your relationship with the with the parks? So technically, the first two of my trips kind of relate to nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! It explains a lot. <laughs> Chris, that's the thing. Everything always comes back to 9-11 on this podcast. <laughs> no exceptions. My first trip um, was actually before it even happened in 2000. Like, I mostly just remember being able to look inside the cockpit as a child. Sure. Oh, yeah. They don't do that anymore. I wonder why. No, they anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I rode in the monorail cockpit on my first trip. That was nice. Me too. So that means with Disney World, when we went there, I went during the Millennium Celebration because it was 2000. So I saw the stupid wand over the Epcot ball when it said mm. 2000 on it. So that's pretty mm. uh, pretty crazy. We had fun. And you also had Eric Idle insulting your intelligence at the Imagination Pavilion at the time. Well, as you can see, there's not much going on upstairs, imagination-wise. That's just perfect for our experiments. I was a big chicken. I didn't really go on any rides at Epcot. I was just mostly enjoying the scenery <laughs> and meeting nice. characters. I mean, valid. Did you see the, what was it, the Tapestry of Nations parade with the weird stick people? Oh, yeah, I yeah. don't know if I did. I don't think we really went to any parades because I was, like, super susceptible to sensory overload as a kid understandable yeah whereas now i'm just like overload my sensories yes (laughs) 
I'm telling you, Randy, you would have loved Leonardo Columbus. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. So I have been to Disneyland quite a few times. I actually went six times in 2019 on top of that. So over the years, Aww. I kind of grew from casual on theme parks to eventually becoming a big fan, especially after becoming the girlfriend of a certain reviewer. Hi, Tony. Yay! Hi, Tony. So, yeah, my interest grew a lot, and I began to learn more about just how insane theme park history is, and I just grew in love with mm-hmm. it. Not to mention, I gotta give this special credit, it definitely feels like an early Epcot ride, given all the celebrities. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a very astute observation. I completely agree. Circle of life, but slightly less depressing. <laughs> oh, man. So the second year was actually during another big milestone for the theme parks. I went in October of 2001, which would be the 30th anniversary of the opening of Walt Disney World, which they did not do anything significant to celebrate it. Probably because of that plane crash in Pennsylvania or something that happened a month before. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't let me go in the cockpit of the plane again. But yeah. And there was there was freaking armed guards at the airports. (laughs) Really? Jeez. Yeah, like with big guns. Oh my goodness. I didn't I... even notice it. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, my own my only 9-11 story that like I'm acutely aware of is that my parents were driving me to Toys R Us and it happened and they had to turn back and I was very upset I didn't get to go to Toys R Us. I know, that was the biggest <laughs> tragedy of that day. Jeffrey and, the giraffe is crying. Yeah, it was I, I could have comforted him. I could have I could have <laughs> talked it through, you know. It's not your fault, Jeffrey. I asked my mom if the Powerpuff Girls would save the day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they would. They would, absolutely. I I think they kind of slept on that when it was their day off. (laughs) Yeah, time zone changes, you know, it just took them a while. So yeah, I went during technically the 30th anniversary. And then my third trip was in 2014, which was during fucking Frozen Geddon. Oh, man. (laughs) That's a great term. But also visiting in the, you know, the 2000s means I got to see it when it was MGM Studios. Hey! And I saw it as Hollywood Studios. I was at Walt Disney World during the peak of Frozen Geddon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they when I went into Hollywood Studios, they were giving you these like fans because it was a really hot day, had Olaf on sure. them. Uh, the wait in line for the Elsa and Anna meet and greet was 75 minutes. That sounds about right. Um, they had little Rice Krispie treats with Olaf on, you know, some of them and Elsa and Anna on the rest, but nice. Yeah. I got That's to so go cute. on the great movie ride. I got to see Captain EO. I got to uh, Ellen's Energy Adventure. There you go. And the Backlot Tour. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that must have been a couple months before it closed. Like, yeah. you must have like, just got in on it. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and Maelstrom. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and the work walls when Avatar Land was being built. So. Oh, beautiful. Oh, man. I would oh, argue that 2014 was my most eventful trip. <laughs> you basically got to ride everything that ended up becoming extinct. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. Yay. You or something. <laughs> we almost missed out on Maelstrom, actually, because first we got in the standby line and then we saw people were walking out. They were like, oh, the ride's broken down. And we're like, ah, oh, forget it. Let's just go shopping. Then we walked by it again. And I was like, can we try it? Let's just let's just try it again. Let's see if it's working now. Lo and behold, it was. Yay! Oh, there you go. We were this close to missing Maelstrom. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. You could have never seeked the spirit of adventure, but also found the beauty and charm of Norway. (laughs) That ride made me pagan. (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna tattoo that on my forehead. Randy, I am not as lucky as you because... Every time I've experienced an extinct attraction or a fallen brother, as I like to call it, (laughs) I just go on it not knowing it's going to be the last time. Like, every time I've gone on something, like, the last time I went on uh, Maelstrom was 2013. A year later, Frozen's coming. Yada yada. Last time I did Spectro Magic in 2008, I didn't go back in 2009. Uh, 2010 was when they brought the Main Street Electrical Parade back, and then... They said they were going to bring Spectro Magic back, and we all know what happened. Oh. I missed it by a month. I wish I had been that lucky and figure out if Jurassic Park would be closed, because otherwise I would have tried to look out for it being open on the only time I've been to Universal. Yeah. Huzzah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I've been to Orlando three times. The last time it was just we were staying on property owned by Bob Iger. Um, But (laughs) the first two times I went in 2000 and 2001, we had a rental car. So we went to SeaWorld 
And um, yes, I did actually see Tilikum the whale. Nice. Oh, goodness. I have video footage of Tilikum. Nice. So rest in peace. You did not deserve any of that. All right. So yeah, do we want to get into the special? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Al Gore. All right. So Al Gore <laughs> introduces the special and... I didn't pay attention to a single word he said. So what you're telling me is this is an Inconvenient Truth Kids edition. Oh, wow. I feel like all his appearances on Futurama have been significantly more useful for helping the environment than this special was, to be honest. (laughs) I just feel so bad for the kids that tuned into this thinking they were going to get a glimpse of all the cool shit at Disney World. Yep. And this is how it fucking starts. Yeah. Get a fluorescent bulb or God hates you. (laughs) Hey, you watching at home, you're the problem. It's your fault, kid. You don't have an electric car. Ignore the smokestacks in the background. <laughs> if your parents can't afford an electric car, then just straight up God hates you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they kind of implied that. <laughs> Save the environment, sponsored by Insert Oil Company here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into some of the guests in this special. At least five of them I've counted are problematic. We have Ted Danson, <laughs> Kirstie Alley, Ann Archer, Chevy Chase, Shaquille O'Neal, Steve Gutenberg, Rhea Perlman, Emilio Estevez, and we get to welcome Ed Begley Jr. to the No Escape Club because he hosts this special. Yay! Yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, Edward. Do we make a Stan Sitwell joke or a Ned Kincaid joke? Yes. That's a few. Uh, also, well, I will say it's kind of bizarre that this is the second topic we've talked about on the show that has Ed Begley Jr. and one of the stars from Greece. Yeah. Oh my God. Huh. Yeah, it's the it's the cast of Greece way to apologize for using all of those 1950s environment killing cars. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the amount of smoke coming out of that tailpipe in that movie, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that had to set back at least like 10 years of climate progress. The chicks won't cream. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this was also one of Harry Anderson's, rest in peace, many appearances in a park special, so that's neat. So I didn't know who Harry Anderson was outside of the park specials until I watched the the, the 90s it special and i was like oh that's richie yeah and i was like oh it's the same guy right and i was i just there you go yeah oh um that sounds about right it had to be i think 1991 Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, there was like the Roger Rabbit stuff, I think. There was. Um, that uh, hurts. You yeah. have no idea mm-hmm. how bad that oh, hurts me mm-hmm. that Roger Rabbit Land never happened. We could have had a Roger Rabbit roller coaster. It was a thing that was going to happen, and it didn't, and I'm upset. It hurts so bad. <laughs> Tomorrowland 2055. That was that also all. in there. Oh. There is a lot of synergy for ABC sitcoms at the time, because you have Ben Savage and Ryder Strong show up at Oh, my point. boys. That meet world. Basically, everybody from Home Improvement except for Tim Allen Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. No fucking clue in the slightest. Plus, I mean, he was off doing a Pixar movie, so. <laughs> and with all that said, the music artist that they chose is most famous on an NBC sitcom. Yep. And it was the only one only they could one. get. Well, too. no, they also got All for One. Well, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the musical group All for One did a couple songs, too. That's true, yes. So I think on the cut that you guys saw, their songs might have been cut for copyright and whatnot yeah there was the one on vimeo and then there was another one on youtube and i think one of them got is all for one were they signed to disney records or whatever they were called i don't know uh i know they were on the weird al show so there you go yeah i'm glad that i finally have an excuse to talk about how much i fucking hate the friends theme song really yeah i can't believe that's not a popular opinion because i just think it's so fucking corny 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, even during my friend's hyperfixation phase in high school, I just couldn't understand the hype between the theme song at all. I mean, for what it's worth, the other songs that the Remembrance play in this special, those are both very good songs, but I'll be there for you. I just can't get behind. I put it in the specific niche genre of music that gets white people dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember I'll Be There For You getting a lot of playtime on Radio Disney back in the day. It was also just uncommon for the theme song of a TV show to, like, be number one on the radio. So, it's just... Well, no, but yeah. Which is weird to me, is why would Disney care about that? Like, you know? Like, it was... It's not even one of their sitcoms. Yeah, exactly! It's like, were they just struggling that much for just somebody that they're just like, oh, we're just gonna feel NBC's band right now, sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> I actually do kind of like this song for all its issues. I mean, I do I've too. never liked yeah. Friends, but I do like the song. But I will admit, what the fuck does it have to do with saving the Earth? Because no one told you life was gonna be this way, kid. <laughs> When they're saying, I'll be there for you, the you is the planet Earth. <laughs> Yay! There we go. Yeah. And when the rain is starting to pour, it's acid rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot to talk about the other host, Dana Delany. Yeah. I Ooh, don't she... know her from anything, really. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. She was in something, I guess. Let me see. According to Google, she was on the ABC television drama China Beach, which aired from 1988 to 1991. The mirror of my mind. The series that brought women to the front line. IV, Joan, straight to it now! And dared to show the other side of war. I gave him a home before he died so far away from it. Hits the beach with the most anticipated DVD release in 25 years. China Beach. I didn't think he'd let me walk away from this. Relive the stories that honor the young men and women who came of age on China Beach. It matters to me. He's my brother. In Iowa, he's your brother. Here, he could be just another spent shell. Oh, wait, no, she was also in Tombstone with Val Kilmer. Oh, Oh, there you go. Yeah. Going back to the Harry Anderson bit, the story he's telling about how it's basically the people's fault, the people are the ones burning the earth. It gave me the vibes of, speaking of Ted Danson, this episode of the Jim Henson Hour that he was in, where they told a story about how a guy destroyed the environment. But there they showed that the guy was actively doing shit to ruin it. This story just came across as kind of blamey. Yeah. And it's like the voice of God talking to these people, like... They don't say it's God, but it's God. It's literally phrased like something out of fucking Bible, man. I was gonna say it seems like he's like a he's like a, doing like a youth group Bible study, and she's like, like circle around, kids. I'm gonna, yeah. gonna tell you. A, a... <laughs> well, there is a chapel in uh, the Grand Floridian, apparently. So uh... Harry Anderson's gonna talk about how he punched a twelve year old in the chest for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that video? I have. So fucked up. Oh, God. (laughs) And it's like, also, Disney, you own dinosaurs, a show that actually showed what is actually going on with the environment and what'll happen if we don't stop it. So why didn't you reference that show? That one got it right. It's corporation's fault. Well, little guy, what happened was daddy was put in charge of the world and he didn't take real good care of it. And now it looks like there won't be much of a world left for you or your brother and sister to live in are we gonna move well no there's no place to move to this is the only world we got well what's gonna happen to us Also, whenever the kids show up, I just really wanted them to go full wonder shows and and just say, where are you going to be when the working class rises up? (laughs) If if I had to hear one more TGIF child say that's a fact to me about some completely obvious thing one more time. Whenever someone asks paper or plastic, say canvas. Yeah. (laughs) And then it cuts to the kid being thrown into a locker. (laughs) Also, my favorite performance from one of the kids is when this girl just looks deadpan at the camera and says, conserve energy. Don't yeah. hit your brother. <laughs> brother, yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> I love demon children. Yeah, you can tell these kids don't give a shit at no. all about the earth. 
Yeah, and there, there was literally the- my favorite genre of children are like just straight up evil children. I was amazed they managed to not get Jonathan Taylor Thomas for this, which is funny because he was just in one of their biggest movies ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely seems like their budget for this was the lowest it's ever been. Maybe that's why they, one, don't show anything with Disney World, and two, like, there's just not that many people, like, relevant at the time there. They literally brought him into so much stardom out of nowhere that even they could no longer afford him. (laughs) Oh, man. Also, we skipped over the fucking Shaq cameo. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he just, like, yeah, he, he just kisses a basketball earth or something? Yeah, he sensually kisses... This fucking globe-colored basketball. And I I gotta make this very obvious joke. Randy, you probably know what I'm gonna say, but don't go away. Especially you, (laughs) But Bob's not supposed to have apples because Bob has braces. And by that, I mean the the Earth has braces. And by braces, I mean oceans. The QAnon, oh QAnon. the Kirstie Alley segment. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah. I mean, was Danny DeVito on set for that? That's the only question. I yeah, have. they get Rhea Perlman yeah. for this, but not yeah. Danny DeVito. Exactly. Sure, why not? Like, I, Danny DeVito has such chaotic troll energy mm-hmm. that I can see him being the fucking fumigator rather than Kirstie Alley. I'm, I'm the pesticide man. I come out, I spray pesticide <laughs> all over the ring, and then I start eating pesticide. Also, I'm just gonna say it. That fucking segment had strong Foley family vibes, and I hated it. Yeah! Yeah, I, I'm with you on that Okay, so, for the listener at home, the gist of this sketch is that it's a 30-second vignette where, uh... Kirstie Alley basically breaks into Rhea Perlman's home and poisons her and her bird. Yeah, and just gasses her. Yeah. <laughs> and when she takes off the mask, she has no teeth and she's talking like Elmer Fudd. I don't know why everybody always freaks out over pesticides. They're harmless. So, does pesticide just make your teeth, like, rot out? What the hell is the correlation here? I mean... At least they do admit Kirstie Alley is a toxin. But <laughs> it's... Yeah, if... Do you think he used that logic to be anti-vax and by saying, Oh, vaccines are full of dirty air. If I may, I took the liberty of transcribing Emilia's full speech. Oh, man. And if, <laughs> if, 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 I may, if, if I may, a dramatic reading. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not terribly upset, you know, but I'm just like, I'm just a little put off by what's going. It's acid. It'll do. <laughs> mm-hmm. April showers bring May flowers. Sometimes. Unless, of course, there's acid rain. Now, acid rain isn't the latest band from Seattle. It's nasty stuff. <laughs> and it damages everything from plants to buildings. Where does acid rain come from? Coal burning inside electric power plants produce smoke. Inside the smoke, there's sulfur. The smoke then takes these fellas up into the atmosphere. Up there, it turns into acid. Yeah, acid. Boom! Pretty soon, you don't just have rain, you have acid rain. And this acid doesn't just stay in the sky. It can travel hundreds of miles, coming down in rain, fog, or snow. Acid Snow. Which, first off, is such a better band name than Acid Rain. (laughs) I love Acid Snow so much better. I love the grunge era so much. You know what? Maybe I should just start a band called Acid Snow. There you go. Ooh, yeah. I just realized, was he vaguely throwing in a reference to Acid Bath? (laughs) Shout to Acid Bath. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Well, anyway, so he then goes on to say, so some farmer is minding his own business, and pretty soon he notices that every time it rains, his crops look a little sicker, his house looks a little shabbier. Someone's raining on his parade. We we can all help stop acid rain by demanding cleaner air, and that means a brighter future for all of us. And at that point, he takes down his umbrella and it hasn't rained anymore. <laughs> and he has fixed everything. Emilio Estevez has Emilio has Estevez is God. So this is the reason why I love Disney stuff is, is this specific vignette. When I was like in, I think it was late high school, early college years. Um, 
I came across it. It's a super cut. Um, if you've ever seen it, it's called uh, The Golden Girls Go to Space Mountain. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. It's, yeah, by it's, I need yeah. to see yeah. that. It's by um, uh, Everything is Terrible, which is a, uh, what do you call it? A collective who just edits old VHS, VHS yeah. tapes together um, and just like creates like the funniest things. But anyway, it's like this hour long special and it specifically has this speech from Emilio Estevez in it. And the first time I ever saw that video, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want to learn everything about it. And eventually <laughs> it led to me making that no context Disney account and eventually coming here. So. Yay. I have Golden Girls tarot cards, and for some reason, them on Space Mountain is not the moon. That's a shame. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear that Golden Girls tarot cards exist. I, I need to let my sister know. They about exist. Yeah. I have them, and I love them, oh, and I'm probably going to get um one of them tattooed on me yeah. at some point. And on to the next segment. Bill, 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 Bill. Yes. Uh, the science guy. The only celebrity cameo I legit cheered at in this. <laughs> It's literally just him doing an extended consider the following segment, and I'm 100%. Which is fine. I'm yeah. okay yeah. with that. <laughs> like I said, I'm not against telling kids how to be more sustainable. In fact, I do think that some of these tips could actually be pretty useful, even in a sure. world where the government actually takes care of its people. <laughs> not to backtrack a little bit, but like right before they jump into the segment, there's another one of those like kid vignettes. And he says something about like bugs don't like spicy food. I, I I tried to look into if that was true. I couldn't find anywhere that said like you're supposed to put cayenne into your bug spray because bugs don't like spice or something like that. Cayenne, so. you don't have to put on the red light. <laughs> but then it just jumps into Bill Nye talking about putting salad dressing into his glass cleaner or something. So Wouldn't like that attract bugs. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. It's like doesn't vinegar attract bugs? So why are you trying to make something that attracts bugs after saying it's weird? This doesn't attract. I'm bugs. just gonna spray you're, you're, ranch you're, dressing all over my window then. That's, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just gonna take the bottle out and just start squirting. Best garden bug spray recipe I could find. That's the most organic one. Uh, had a garlic, some dish soap, and some just some water. Ooh. Also, I think one of the ingredients is borax, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's not every day that you can give a product a name that literally screams, do not inject this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, there's like 12 of, 12 of those green X stickers just like on the front, just for legal reasons. We gotta talk about the cock. Yeah. The cock. What the cock indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so this bit involves James Thomas basically having an argument with God, and God is a fucking dick because yeah. he won't caulk his windows yeah <laughs> remember kids seal your windows or god will strip you naked <laughs> yeah i should mention this is like the second time god has been mentioned in this uh, yeah. special how underlying of christianity like how much did they pay for them to just like drop in a couple god references into this like there's just some weird pseudo religious undertones throughout this entire thing i mean they do have two scientologists in it so <laughs> very true that is very true right after honestly. baby's first cult <laughs> huzzah but yeah, the whole bit with God and Jay Thomas, which, yeah, coming soon yeah. to ABC, of course, but <laughs> of course. so this bit with God and Jay Thomas is that because he won't seal his windows, God decides to just strip him naked one by one. Yeah, yeah, one of the requirements was just like putting a blanket under your water heater. And because of that, he stole his pants, like his pants just leave his body. And the man is now clothless. And has been robbed by an omnipotent voice. And now he's going to become an atheist entirely out of spite. Yay! You know. Good for him. You Just know, with the did you know that God and Ray Thomas is the name of my Primus tribute band? <laughs> wow, that was what a great joke that was. Aww. Yeah, right. That was a top tier joke. <laughs> okay, so John Travolta's speech. Yeah. Where do we begin with this Good shit? Lord. Uh, he literally starts it off by saying, "People talk a lot about pollution in our air, our water, our food." But who's breathing the air, drinking the water, and eating the food? That's right, you and me. Great That's fucking right. start there, John. Yeah. Like, you can tell that this was the point where they said, fuck it, let's just let the stars write their shit because we're mm -hmm. too lazy for this. And this is where it fucking backfired because John is easily pulling this out of his ass. <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you! The way he is just looking at the camera and squinting, you can just tell that he's just 
pulling it out of his ass. He just started talking and it came down to something about toxins in, in your body and sweating them out. And like, and don't do drugs. Yeah. I am going to give him this. The best way you can refer to sweating is calling it a shower from the inside out. Yeah, I felt uncomfortable hearing that. But yeah, he manages to throw a fucking don't do drugs there, and that's how you know, yep, this is the 90s. Somehow drugs are the environment. Hey kids, you know what you definitely want to hear about in a Walt Disney World special? Your sweat. (laughs) I don't want to hear about that on Disney Channel. I want to hear about that on Nickelodeon. (laughs) And he thinks he saves it all at the end, just giving this nice little smile and saying... Clean up your environment, and when you do, don't forget to clean up the most important part. You. John Travolta, shut the fuck up. The planet is on fire. Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) Also, you know what? Here's another interesting Grease connection. And I'm sure we've said this fact before. Barry Pearl, who played Duty in Grease, was one of the genies in the Aladdin show at DCA. That's right. Really? You're kidding me. No. it's, It's true. Wow. So he got the better end of the deal. The dude's had a great fucking career. What can I say? Yeah. But just John is just on. I want to know how much he got paid to do that because they must have just like came to his house, shot up in his backyard and gave him a wad of hundreds in an envelope and said, "Okay, bye. You just half expect him to start talking about the quarter pounder with cheese. He goes off that hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't really talked about the host segments with Ed and Dana, which. Yeah, they're like they got the same energy as the Twister ride, you know, how like yeah. they shot in like different spaces because they didn't like each other. They do not seem to like <laughs> each other in any way shape or form. Yeah. One of the segments I really need to shout out, which is easily the most smug of them all, Ed and Dana on the bench. And just to tell you how bleak this has gotten, they're wearing masks where they're pumping in fucking oxygen. Fucking oof. Oh, that didn't age badly at all. And and they keep doing this smug fucking segment about how they're a couple in love and they can't take their masks off because the ozone has gotten so bad. Yeah, and they would die. And they can't even fucking kiss each other. That's adorable. They think people will actually want to wear their masks in the future and will comply. There it is. Well, I have some good news. The ozone is not the reason we all have to wear masks outside <laughs> now. Congratulations. Oh, you missed the mark. For now. <laughs> Also, there's the fucking bit where Ed Begley Jr. goes through all the fucking stuff that powers his house. Yeah. Again, which is very peak smug white neolib, I gotta say. He's just like, my bike powers my TV and gives no further explanation of why that is and how positive that is for Like, that would be cool to learn. Why not elaborate? (laughs) Yeah, tell me how to do that. It's like, nope, okay, that's it. We're just gonna watch uh, The Remembrance again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, The Remembrance. Again. Again. You know- that's a good point, by the way. If you wanted to, Chris, you could easily post that on Twitter. It's all of the uh, SNL musical introductions. Oh, Twitter. A, I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. That's you're totally very fucking funny. Sh- you should totally Just for intros that. for Disney specials. Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> uh, now, eventually, you do plan to have uh, Walt Disney World in your Walt Disney World special, Silly right? Red. No, we don't actually want to have the parks in this park special. I legitimately think the only like connection to the park is that random Roy Disney interview towards the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's And he's just, like, talking about, oh, yeah, my brother loved the environment and wanted to keep it clean. It's like, oh, well, let's not poke holes. Did he? Yeah, let's not poke holes in that right now, but you're Don't ask about Uh, white wilderness. Don't ask about white wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) Roy, how was your brother's polo career? Just don't ask Roy about the lemmings. Whatever you (laughs) do, not bring them up. (laughs) <laughs> we'll make a joke about them in Chicken Little. It'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. Also, Ed Begley Jr. basically doxes himself because he basically is telling, talking about where he lives. Yep. He introduces it like, seeing that I'm on TV, I can be at two different places at once. And it cuts from him being in World Showcase to him being at his house. And I'm just like, oh, man, I don't remember World Showcase having a Los Angeles pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Eisner idea, but, you know, after after DCA, you know, it just didn't go through. Yeah. By the way, I'm probably wrong, but I'm pretty sure that at least the Rhea Perlman segment was probably filmed on the MGM backlot. It had to In be. one of those fake it houses. It had to be. At, at least that kitchen looked, like, very similar to, like, um, did you ever see, what was that movie that was shot directly on MGM, The Lottery? You know, the oh, one yeah, with, yeah. Uh, yes. well, what's her? Bette Midler. There's like a specific kitchen scene that looks very similar to huh. that. 
if I'm remembering yeah, that correctly. Yeah, I so that. I think you might be right on that. Um, Which, why would they fly Rhea Perlman out for this? I don't know. To Maybe. be on screen for a total of 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> Considering everything about this special is just confusing to begin with. But I think just a glaring hole is just the way that they have these celebrities in here and just the unbalanced nature of them. It's like, you're getting all these great celebrities for a 10 second clips, but then it's like, oh, don't you love Ed Begley Jr. for a, t- a solid half an hour? Yeah. And it's like, no, it's like, not really, but I, gu- I guess I see what you're doing. Although we do love him. <laughs> yes, we do. There is one disney world thing in it Mm -hmm. that is technically not around anymore Mm -hmm. uh they have like a thing about discovery island they do yeah well (laughs) yeah i was really sad to see just that and it just not exist anymore um i kind of actually really want to go there like if i could find a way to sneak in without getting caught i would because as sad as it is that it's abandoned isn't that just the most coolest looking abandoned zoo yes. you've ever seen? Go full abandoned by Disney and just have a Mickey Mouse walk around with yellow blood. <laughs> also, we finally get something that might actually make the kids tune in. The put it in the bag bump 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 scene. That was pretty good. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Little, yeah. It's weird how they like try to still shoehorn their brand in by like throwing random animated clips into it. And, like, <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> They don't know what they're doing with this special, and they just kind of went through it anyway. Yeah, they really don't. (laughs) I will say this special is better than A Circle of Life and Environmental Fable, because at least it encourages doing something, which is better than just, don't worry, kid, your existence sucks, but we'll figure it out. What a statement. One thing I gotta bring up that we haven't yet is that the 90s fashion Uh, in this special is fucking on point. Oh, man. Matthew Modine's sweater vest. That is all. (laughs) Um, And I I foreshadowed (laughs) it, too, but... Ross Mallinger's haircut, mm. oh my fucking god. Mm. Not to be all, I was born in the wrong generation, but sometimes I truly think I would have thrived in the Same. late 90s. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it. Yeah. When we all. Also, Chevy Chase is in this. That's the joke. Yeah. For some reason. Chevy. At least he's acknowledging yeah. that it's corny. At least he admits he doesn't give a shit, basically. You can see it in his eyes. He wants to say the dirtiest, most inappropriate thing, and he's mm-hmm. holding it in so bad. <laughs> he has the same look on his face that Bob Saget has on every episode of Full House. <laughs> Who was the person who gave a shit about Chevy Chase in 1996? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he was kind of fading away at that point. I mean, he was still doing stuff. After this, he did Snow Day, which, again, why would you put Chevy Chase in a Nickelodeon movie? (laughs) Did Ted Danson's part make you think of just Michael's existential crisis? Just the way he was talking? Yeah. Yeah. I have a confession. I have never seen The Good Place. Oh my, what? It's amazing. Watch it. I kept expecting the gang to just be on the other side of the camera and just looking so confused. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you gotta give it to Ted Danson, though. He has nailed his, like, MO for the last, like, 30 years. That's, you know? Yeah. It's like, he knows what he's good at, and he's good at it, you know? Plus, hey, he's an activist. Almost makes you forget about the black. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Slight. <laughs> At least he's seen Slight. Sorry, it's still so. there. It's still there. Yeah. It's so easy to not do blackface. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Unlike Chevy Chase, at least he seems somewhat remorseful and a certain Cheers co-star of his in this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chevy Chase is just Ted Danson's Wario. Let's be real. <laughs> also, was it me or did it look like during the river scene that they were cutting away from the alligator possibly mauling them? <laughs> I love that they actually like kind of gave a shout out to like the Florida wildlife at mm-hmm. the parks because the wildlife, even for such, you know, a corporate sanitized area, it's there. It's fucking there. It's it is amazing. like I've seen so many birds. I do think it's quite amazing that Disney has kind of kept this level of we're just going to let the wildlife exist exactly. in our yeah. parks, which is like that's kind of all you need to do. You know, I should mention this wasn't at Disney World, but. At uh, the Orlando airport when we were headed back home mm-hmm. is like this tiny little pond on the Magical Express yep, road. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And in that pond was two sandhill cranes. Yes, the super tall ones with the red heads. Oh, cool. I, I saw oh, wild man. ones. Oh, man. That's what you hope for when you get to the Orlando airport is you see two so, storks and you see Buddy yes. Dyer. Also, so many yes. lizards. I love the lizards. lizards. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. You met Kirk Connors. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell we're running out of things to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just want to talk about Florida and wildlife. Florida, Florida, Florida. 
The one last thing I have to say is that at the end of the special, there's a website that they post called earthwise.org. It's for sale right now if anybody wants it. Hang on. Uh, I think I know what I'm going to do right now. So, yeah. So, Randy's going to turn this into one of the most satanic websites on the planet. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Now that we seem to have padded out as much as we could about this. (laughs) It's time for the eternal question. Do we keep the tapes? Put them in the donation box or burn the tapes. Chris. Oh, I'm keeping this baby. Yeah, fair. I love it. You are entitled to your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was initially going to give it a burn the tapes because it frustrated me to watch. But I honestly actually did have some fun talking about it. And it's pretty fun to riff, if nothing else. So you know what? Yeah, Yeah. I'll put it in the donation box. It's like as a one time let's riff with our friends. It's pretty fun. And then after that, if you want to give it to someone else, it's it's harmless if you don't think about it too hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm putting it in the donation box solely for the musical segments. They are really good fucking songs. Mm-hmm. Now, normally I would burn the tapes, but we cannot have any more microplastics fill in the air anymore. It's bad for the environment. So what I am going to do is compost the tapes. Yay! <laughs> Huzzah! There we go. We get a tree out of it. A tree made out of magnetic tape. <laughs> I couldn't get behind this. It, it was a Disney World special with no Disney World in it. It wasn't yeah. even special. It was mediocre. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it credit that it doesn't just guilt trip exactly. you. It actually does give, like, solutions, but... Unless you want to figure out how to power your TV with a bike, then you're kind of on your own there. (laughs) It's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on someone who's been turned into ground beef. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now, kids, what we encourage instead of watching this tape is to go pester your local politician. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. This was was so much fun. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Yes. All right. So is there anything you want to plug? Just follow me on my Twitter. I just disappoint Walt on a daily basis. So if you enjoy just random shit posting, follow me on Twitter. I'm at at Rope Drop Chris. I have another Twitter that I used to post stuff on and I don't do that anymore. I should probably do that more often. Um, at, yeah. at no context Disney specials. Um, it's uh yeah, check that out too. Okay, you can find me over on the usual Mission Breakout on Twitter, Mission Breakout on Discord. You can find me on various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, on the Emperor's New Podcast, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, and you can find me basically slipping on Chevy Chase's oil slick from when he was a kid. <laughs> Huzzah. Yeah. Uh you can find me at Cosmic Rewind, replace the E with a three. You can follow me on YouTube by the same name. You can follow me on TikTok at Dale Earnhardt's Persona. And ladies and gentlemen, the Remembrance. <laughs> Huzzah. No, I want to be Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> and as for me, you can find me on the usual spots at TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. As for the show, you can also find us on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. You can also find our Discord server and our Facebook group in the link tree in our Twitter bio. You can also find me on the RoboJack Music Hour on Mad Wasp Radio at least once a month. And if you want to help support us, you can also find us on Patreon, where we have exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at their earliest convenience. Channel KRT, cut to the remembrance. Heal the world, make (laughs) it a better place. Put it in the bag, put it in the bag. donating or burning the tapes. Just like we are, girl, man. Put it in the bag, and your daddy DeVito. I don't care what they say about us anyway. (laughs) I don't care about that. This was chaotic, and I loved it. (laughs)